My presence is a present. Like, that sounds like me. I like that. Like, like I'm I'm a gift to all of my friends. Yo, 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 yo. Hello, hello. What's up, co workers? Hello, co workers. How are you today? Mm -hmm. I'm sleepy. I'm a little tired. I'm very amped up today. How no, I'm, yo, Dana is on a different level, right? I'm on a different level because, like, I've had a very long three weeks, mm-hmm. and and I've been absent from her for three weeks, so that's probably why she's she's just so excited, oh. getting the band back together. You feel me? Making a band. DNA. Making a band. <laughs> okay, but guys, today we are joined by guests, the one and only Dan, Team Dan, Andre. He has a clothing line. Um, he has a lot of other endeavors, and he's an accountant by day and a superstar by night. So, a superstar. Superstar. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. We gotta lay it on thick. So, thank you for joining us today. Thank you. No, yeah, the pleasure's all mine. We're thank really glad to me. have you. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. So the way we start our episodes is with a icebreaker game, which today is going to be unpacked. Yeah, unpack that, because we recently did spill it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we switched back to unpack that. So, I'm going to let Aaron read his card first. Oh, you'll let me read. Thank you. Go ahead. I've been working really hard on my, my reading. <clears throat> what emotional aspects do you think that you lack? So, we're going to start with you, Dan. What emotional aspects do you think that you lack? That's a good question. Do you um, lack any? I think uh, we all do. Sometimes it's just more so of the expressing of my emotions. Sometimes some it gets tied into pride because mm. a lot of times I don't like showing when I'm weak. I do not. Sh- I as much as I like to express my vulnerability, I don't like to express my vulnerability because I feel like it's a way for people to attack you mm-hmm. further down the road. Damn, that sounds like trauma there. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely. Um, I can only I can relate. That. That's why, like, I'm saying that. Yeah. And um, I would say for me, that's definitely the case where I don't like showing vulnerability because I've seen in different scenarios where friends have told either significant others or people that they trust about things that they went through and they've held it against them. Dude, so, I, I called it. If you don't mind me, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I actually used this statement today. I called it um, holding you hostage emotionally. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of fucked up when people Wait, do where that. did you get that term from? I was at work, and a lot of people tend to, like, not want to express themselves because the moment that you express yourself, somebody's going to hold it against you. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like, every time I have a moment with you or a problem with you, this is what you do. You're a crier. You're this. And it's like... I can't be emotional. I can't care. Yeah. I can't be passionate. And and they, they create control, right? Mm-hmm. Because once they have that emotional control, then it's like they know what makes you tick and they know what will set you off. And for me, I've always, I'd say over the past few years, I've worked on controlling my emotions and making sure I don't let certain people get me riled up that mm-hmm. usually can do that. So I think once you can control your own emotions, like that's a very strong place to be as a person. I think I actually experienced a little bit of the opposite, right? Because I'm so in control that I don't get a chance to just lash out. 
I don't get a chance to tell you how I really feel. Sometimes I need to say fuck you. Sometimes you need to get smacked in your face. Not, not trying to say, I'm dead face. serious. Not trying to say that I support violence or anything, but it's like people like to play in your face. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. at do. some point in time, you got to let people know, like, I'm not somebody to fuck with. Yeah. But as a black man in America, one of the hardest things to do is to show that that strength because we're already naturally intimidating because of perception. So the moment that we actually want to act on that, that perception of being that brooding black man that you think I already am anyway, now you're the victim. Now you're seen as aggressive and the attacker. Yeah, so now it's like every time that I do finally get a chance to to puff my chest, it's like, oh, my God, oh, my God, like, nah, don't fuck that. Mm -hmm. Don't cower now. You the one that caused this. And I think that's an emotional aspect that a lot of us lack because... I can't do that. I would say for me and to bring it to as a black woman, I don't necessarily like using that term just because I feel like it's been oversaturated to a point mm-hmm. where like they'll there's certain groups, not everybody, they'll use that as an excuse for their behavior. Yes. But I would say for me in just like a corporate setting, I tend not to speak up especially with what's going on at my job right now like shit is so crazy behind the scenes but i just don't really want to speak on it too much and like it's to a point where we're having meetings and no one says anything they'll be like oh does anyone have any questions and it'll be a call with like 200 people and no one says anything and i have questions but i'm like let me wait until i get to a setting where it's just me and my manager or like a smaller group where it's just me and my team and then we can all voice our opinions because i don't want to be that one black woman on the call and they're like oh we knew she was going to say something or like we're waiting for her to say something so yeah i would say in just like a workspace i tend not to really voice my opinions if it's like a bigger meeting that i'm on and that's another example of being held hostage emotionally Mm -hmm. because you can't speak your this your truth. perception right? yeah, because because you know what happens the moment that you open your mouth now it's like oh there she goes again there she but, go- or like we knew she was mm-hmm. gonna say something it's like, yo, that's fucked up. but you know but sometimes it's necessary mm-hmm. because after a while it gets to a point that you they visibly see you being frustrated they visibly see you being concerned and to think less about these other people around you that don't care about your opinion. But these higher-ups are out here that are looking for answers right. for us. But I don't think they possess social cues that they know how to properly assess certain types of talent. Well, S- certain, certain, some don't. However, it's like at, at certain points, it's either fight or flight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what I would say, though, um, just to bring it back to the work setting that I was in and the meeting that I was on literally today... I know a few of the higher ups where we have that personal relationship where we can like have separate conversations. So after the meeting with like 200 people, mm-hmm. one of the higher ups called me separately and they were like, oh, Dana, I just wanted to commend you on your work and just giving me that reassurance and that confidence in what I'm doing and they see it. Right. So that to me was like, OK, so my work is going is like not going unnoticed. So I appreciated that. But, okay, that got a little, you know, emotional. Passionate. Passionate, right. (laughs) So I'm going to read mine. It says, in what areas of life do you think you bring positivity? So, Dan, what ways would you relate to this? My presence is a present. (sighs) 
Like, that sounds like me. I like that. Like, like, I'm I'm a gift to all of my friends. Love that. That's that's how, how I treat everybody. Like, when... I say, hey, y'all, let's do this. Like, they know it's a vibe. I don't mm-hmm. care. We, we could be freaking uh, playing ping pong butt naked in the public pool. It, it, <laughs> Why like, you gotta we, be butt naked? It's, yeah. it's, 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 it just sounds <laughs> random and dumb. But, like, yeah. <laughs> when, like, for me, it's like whenever I'm around and the people that i can bring is just like they know that it's a safe space the mm-hmm. people i'm bringing around them is are, are, are safe people um everybody knows a vibe i call my house the caucasian household like on some um joy in this game your actual house mm-hmm. oh. like i say dan dan's caucasian household like okay. you're you're cordially invited to dan caucasian household is it like full house yeah, something like that. <laughs> that that's yeah. a white ass house but why though is it because it's, it's so open and it's, like because it's, it's like you know we in a situation we in a generation where like a lot of us have like smaller apartments and stuff like that but like for me like i got a nice three bedroom nice spacious living room into a dining room area for mm-hmm. to hold like 20 25 people to actually have a, a big old game night mm-hmm. um an annual uh friends giving mm-hmm. and stuff like that i mean this year i'm just like i'm not doing it this damn, year. damn i was just about to say yo yeah. like are we invited <laughs> but, um, but where does that come from though is it projection of how you feel about yourself no, it's, or? It's, for me it's just all jokes like it's okay. all jokes like my sister because me and my sister lived together she hated it at first she was like why do you keep calling it the caucasian household <laughs> but again it i do blame social media and i think about joanna scammer and, yeah. her, and the whole caucasian household type of stuff and mm-hmm. I used to follow that's her. How, yeah, that's how it kind of popped up. But um, yeah, it's definitely me, me myself as a whole. That is the um, the best quality that I bring around people. I love that. I could definitely, I could definitely peep that when we first met. The thing I talk to, talk to y'all about every time we meet a new guest, mm-hmm. uh, we kind of do a temperature check and just see you know what kind of vibe they got when we first meet them. I don't know this man from a can of paint five minutes in the conversation we was like yo we gotta stop talking because the podcast need to hear yeah we do that with are. all our guests but with um, you specifically oh i don't want to cut you off it's but. okay that's what you do i'm sorry but um <laughs> <laughs> it's all good um but that's that's what it's about right i think all three of us radiate that positivity um that's what we bring like we just mm-hmm. natural lights right um like white people alcohol so you can bring the natty lights to your caucasian houses perfect um but um for me i think my positive light is through how i communicate um how i keep others inspired and motivated and i didn't realize it until people started telling me and it, it makes you feel good that your positive words of affirmation is going somewhere mm-hmm. where people are really really motivated sometimes they need it and sometimes it just clicks at the right moment mm-hmm. um and for anybody that i've helped out there intentionally unintentionally um thank you for helping me you know because the more that y'all are inspired i'm inspired the more that i can say dana you've inspired me i get to push myself to another level she's coming to another level with me and vice versa Mm -hmm. so that's what the positivity is about it's contagious right it is i would say for me to answer the question because I recently went to Arizona for about two weeks. Sorry, why do you, Martin? You always say that. And it's not funny. Arizona hot as balls. Listen, like the dry heat that dry is heat not different. for me. It I'm, was like pushing a hundred like every single day. Well, so off topic, but 
Dubai heat is worse. One fifteen. Yeah. Well, okay. that's how Arizona was. Yeah, like like August, was. September, the mm-hmm. worst time to go. But I went for family matters that I just had to be there to support. That's the second um, TV show we talked about today. Family matters. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, because it's full house and that really matters. Okay. Sorry, go ahead, Dana. Anyway, you talk about cutting people off. <laughs> so, yeah, I was out there mainly supporting my grandmother because I can talk about it now. She had back surgery. Her surgery was about six hours long. And I want to say, like, the recovery was, it was a lot. Like, I've never been through something like that in my life. So just being there to support. And I actually had my aunt tell me, she was like, just having you here and just your positive spirit and your just uplifting nature helped push my grandma through. So, yeah, I would say for me, like, I just always feel like I've always known I've had a very nurturing and just upbeat, motivating um, personality. But just to hear that and like see it in action in different times during those two weeks, I was like, damn, like, I'm really I'm really like that. Like, I'm really that person that brings that healing to people's lives. Good. Shout out to you. Shout out to Nana. Nana, we all we all Thank love you, Nana. Yeah, uh-huh. Nana, we love you. Yeah. So okay, this was Cheers. very sentimental. Jesus, I'm about to start crying. It's okay. No, we going we going to switch right. gears a little bit because we we want to get into we want to get into <laughs> Dan Andre. We want to know we yes. want to know Dan what, Andre the brand the brand. Jesus we want to know Christ. what that means. Yeah, he got his shirt on. Yeah, he got a jersey. Got a jersey. Team Dan Andre, love that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, what does that mean? Like, where did that come from, and where did it start? So, Jesus, um, April sixth, two thousand and one, uh, two thousand eleven. My bad. Oh, I was about to say two thousand one. No, she wasn't even born. I'm thirty four. Um, my bad. So, um, April sixth, two thousand eleven. Okay. Uh, Wild Bull, shout out Patterson, um, area. Oh wow! I've been there. Yeah. I never it's been. Small. I always wanted to go. It's closed now, right? Uh, and it's, no, it's, it's it's bulldozed down. Like it's, it's yeah, completely, yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's gone. Rest in peace, Wild Bull. But um, so I used to hang out with a group of friends. Well, I still do hang out with a group of my friends. They were part of a um, specific crew mm-hmm. known as F Five. Uh, but at that time, like as me getting to know them, I really wasn't part of that group. Mm-hmm. So. A lot of times it would just be like F5 and Dan Andre and stuff like so that. So yeah, but like a separate entity. At the time, yeah. Before okay. I actually like got fully affiliated. And it was just me, my friend Amber, and my friend Alyssa. Shout out Amber and Alyssa. And there was just like, you know, forget that. Um, You know, you're not just Dan Andre, you're team Dan Andre. And I'm like, and then it was just like, yeah, like that, that's me right there. Okay. And yeah. that's how it kind of like built up because I was formerly known as Matrix City. So that was my promoter name back in the day. Oh. So my promoter slash old Twitter name. So you used to host like parties. No, he used to like be in everybody's inbox inviting them to, yeah. to the club. Okay. He was so a party much. promoter. Yeah, I was yeah. a party promoter. Um for um I used to promote for Cali Cal. Mm-hmm. Um I actually started promoting at my college. Mm-hmm. What um, school you went to? Bloomfield. Okay. Bloomfield, <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From college. So uh I did a lot of so what got you into promoting? Was that something you always like? Was like, oh, let me like get into this crowd because I like going out, or is because like your friends always supported it? I think it was a mixture of the fact that like the support. Mm-hmm. So when I was a freshman in college, like I, I was coming straight from South Jersey, Burlington City to be exact. Like I'm, I'm, I work in Mount Laurel. That's like right there. Right? Yeah. So like I'm like I'm New York born, but I'm Jersey raised. So. Mm-hmm. Um, 
going from there being to junior high and high school in South Jersey the whole time was a lot uh, was a big change for me so coming back yeah. up here and it's like dang like why so many folks from Newark and um in Jersey City got dreads and, <laughs> and what's with all this Wu-Tanging I thought y'all were done Wu-Tanging like yeah because South Jersey we were doing that like like least yeah I've been doing that yeah like yeah. that was that was we, we we not a, we not about to give South Jersey no South credit Jersey or no South swag Jersey. sorry that's okay, not I'm not I'm not going to I'm not gonna okay South Jersey Philly area was like they were they were doing that for a long they were doing that for a while okay before I got got up here mm-hmm. and then it's like oh they had Wu Tang Champ and mm-hmm. me and people like Walla and all that stuff like that and. It was a point I started getting active into school, started being in a lot of clubs and organizations, mm-hmm. and I started doing stuff, meeting the leaders mm-hmm. of um, certain events. Once my sophomore year hit, that's when like my popularity grew and people started getting to know me more. Mm-hmm. And me and my boy Drew, shout out Drew, um, we were pretty much outside a lot going out to parties. Reasons why he's on the <laughs> We Also yeah, Have Podcast. <laughs> so it kind of just got into that and mm-hmm. what got me fully into <coughs> the promoting was 2009 2009-2010 I promoted a party for Bloomfield College where I got DJ Cali Cal and DJ Wala to both DJ at the party. Mm. By the way, side note, we're still waiting on both of them to come on the podcast. So, yeah. Wow. Anyway, go so, ahead. And I did a lot of uh, school, non-school appropriate ways of promoting the party. Okay. A lot of things that kind of went against regulation. Um... And pretty much, I um, I was able to get uh, about four hundred twenty-five people into like a what it was, it was supposed to be a a three hundred capacity um, party. Okay. And got caught, had to take the L, had to do. Did it get service. shut down? Like no, the they went. Down? They went with it. Okay. They, they let it go. They let it rock. But while I became public enemy number one of my college because a lot of stuff that I had to do from then on in where it's just nothing but community service like I couldn't mm. get paid for freshman orientation um, leaderships for anything I do with DJing yeah. like all, any of that stuff like strictly had to be community service from, from until I was until I graduated Damn. but outside of that a lot of the other party promoters started actually like copying what you were doing not copying but like oh. they acknowledged me they were okay. like yo that's the kid from Bloomfield College I got while out in Cali Cal because around that time they were the biggest DJs right in, in Jersey for us mm-hmm. so to get them both and convince them that yeah like you're gonna do this we, we paid them and all that stuff like that it kind of blossomed on and then Cali Cal put me under his wing and then I was on promoting for him pretty much I was team Cali Cal for a good about year or so so doing a lot of 466 uh again Ooh. yeah what's 466 it was a club, it was it was a club. club. Uh, okay. yeah you a baby <laughs> i didn't really like i kind of went out <laughs> shut up <laughs> so i kind of went out in college like my freshman year but i wasn't really outside like that yeah and i went to king so king university it's all in the same no, it's all in the same all area same, but yeah. like i wasn't big on like going out to club i would pop out every now and then she but would do her homework. i heard about wild bull so what <laughs> <laughs> like it got me into IT. Did you go to Mangos? 
I heard about Mango. Oh my god, that means she ain't go. I didn't go to Mango. <laughs> <laughs> Did they have Miami back in the? T- you, you went to Club Miami, to, right? Oh, I went to Miami. No, not Club, Club Miami. Club Miami. First off, <laughs> can we get off of no. me and talk about? <laughs> we gotta go to you Team because Andre. this is a very important <laughs> story. So, as a Kane alum, uh, I'm not technically an alum. I didn't graduate from that godforsaken place. Um, not you Jesus trying to shame Christ. Kane because you didn't graduate. They wasn't accredited oh. when I when I was there. Now so, they're accredited. Okay, I'm glad yeah. you're accredited because I yes, would. it's accredited now. Um, but Club Miami was like it was like the size of this room, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and everybody just packed that. Like it was packed every single day. Yeah, I heard Wild Boat was like that. Like you was in there like Jersey. Sardines. We got busy. We, we like we 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 did what we what we had to do with what mm-hmm. we had to provide because there were times when we did have huge um, spaces. And then there were times where we had like the Classicos or Rustico mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. Um, Red Zone, like Red Zone that was in Red Zone that was in Patterson, not the one that was in um, Sayreville, mm-hmm. uh, Deco, Abyss. Deco, um, Abyss, I went there. Okay. Good. Well, fast forward <laughs> from your promoter so, life. So, so now what, what um, pretty much pushed out, it was just like when people started pushing, it was like, yo, it started seeing like I got creative. Um, I, I ran for like Bloomfield, like uh, King for like our homecoming. Okay. So I was like, you know what? I started doing my design stuff like that. Team Dan Andre, vote Team Dan Andre, and stuff like that. And it was at that moment, it was like people knew Dan Andre, but didn't realize that that was my full name. So when they were voting, I lost by one vote. Because somebody voted for Dan and somebody voted for Andre. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> people are dumb. So <laughs> it was it was more of a case of like I wanted to pretty much elevate myself to just to be like his remind like you know like I'm that nigga mm-hmm. in, in certain cases. So uh, eventually I started getting into pins. So like I had buttons that said Team Dan Andre approved. Mm-hmm. People would buy them. I used to be in a club literally like a book bag of pins. And like selling them for like three dollars, I used to come. Oh, that's smart! I I love the uh, entrepreneurship. Yeah, and then eventually, somebody was like, "Yo, Dan, like you should, you should throw that on a shirt." And I was like, "Damn, I never even thought about that." Mm -hmm. And I had the connections. My boy Taj um, actually hooked me up with somebody that did vinyl, Um, and eventually printed my first shirt. And it kind of like took off from there. I just started doing stuff for myself first, and mm-hmm. then eventually, like, started doing like personal orders for other people. And I want to say by 2015, that's when I first had like Team Ben Andre dot um, com, and then eventually bought my own domain, and then I have Team Andre dot com right now. Mm-hmm. So, so are you making are you making your own stuff now? Or are you still using um, outsourcing for? Um, your material right now it's still it's still outsourcing um but more of like a print on demand mm-hmm. mainly because i've just gotten so busy now uh because i'm again full-time accountant sometimes i dj mm-hmm. i also do um fitness um coaching are you jamaican no you know jamaica's me having a mad job <laughs> yeah I'm that's half, crazy i'm half puerto rican half okay. dominican Ooh. okay so we love that's that. not jamaican okay <laughs> Yes, we love that mix. So my question is, right, you have all of these things going on. Um, You're literally an entrepreneur and also a full-time accountant. Mm -hmm. Now, with the accounting, was that something you went to school for? Okay, so that was like the day job. This is my moneymaker. And okay, and then everything else kind of just transpired from there and kind of, you know, made... 
right. itself. It kind of it was funny because like being in college, like everybody used to see me in the um, creative arts technology rooms, like doing my designs because I didn't have Photoshop in my um, computer. I was mm-hmm. doing all my stuff like straight off the uh, the cat rooms, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Yo, Dan, what's your major?" I'm like, "I'm an accountant. I'm accounting major." And they was yeah. like, "What?" So again, seeing that and. Even at the, even now as an adult, when people see me, they're just like, yo, what do you do? Like, mm-hmm. what is your job? I'm like, I'm an accountant. Okay, so let's talk about your clothing line. Because mm-hmm. we kind of touched on this before we started recording the podcast. And just your catchy names. So one of the names was, was it Clap Cheeks? No, Spread Cheeks Not Hate. Yes, yeah, Spread Cheeks Not Hate. Mm-hmm. I think you know we subscribe to that mentality. Like, I feel like that's really important. <laughs> yeah. But where, where do these little, like, names come from? Like, is it you or is it inspiration? Because I think that's It's dope. a mix of both. I okay. mean, uh, it's like I started off, like, Team Dan Andre Approved was, like, one of my first ones. And then I did Perv Life. Not Perv Life. So it was, like, it was kind of like a... Um, a battle like against um there was also oh, there was some like of uh, people doing like creep life but like per- i remember that but creep i was life. like more like let's let's just do that because like i was more I'm, I'm, a, I'm an ass guy so it's like it is what it is <laughs> yeah so and then eventually i got into like hugs and booty rubs um <laughs> and then and as time grew, grew went on and then i had a whole like a run like at least two years where i had like yes lord boy shorts Mm-hmm. So that like went crazy for a good chunk uh, of a while, and then do um, we have pictures of if you any models? <laughs> yeah, if you you can send me everything afterwards, and no, I'll yeah, post you it don't on need the to screen. See, <laughs> no, I'm gonna post it for our viewers to but, see. Um, yeah, yeah. we want to see. And then um, I think one of my bigger highlights was when um, I did a uh, I sponsored a football game in Brooklyn for like breast cancer awareness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually had like girls like um, Brittany Renner, Bernice Burgos, Kaylin uh, K- Garcia. Mm, tell me more. Um, Juju. They all like had custom jerseys I made for them mm-hmm. for the football game. Everything was going good. And but Uh-oh. again, yeah, I hear, I hear a but. something happened. <laughs> so, no pun intended. So there's like so I'm I'm, I'm, I'm gonna give you the Brandy situation. You in bro- oh 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 I, I got pictures of all of them. Okay, you, you can go on. You, you, you got, but um, a mess. It's like again, like 2014, 2013, 14, mm-hmm. and it's like over a hundred women in there. Like so, like I'm I'm gassed up. I'm like I'm I'm in a big space. Like yeah. these are women like all around from America, like, like doing this for a great girls, cause. Yep. Yeah, Instagram girls, like normal women, like the ones people. that was on Booty Talk '88. Yeah, like okay, mm-hmm. like um, I think like um, Lil Kim cousin was over there. All that stuff. It was some random people, but it was cool. Mm-hmm. But again, you in Brooklyn, middle of the August, doing a flag football game event, and you get you serving these women liquor. During Did they the start event. fighting? Well, Did you know, they? he you know he'd be doing big ass parties. No pun intended. Again, I'm <laughs> but just, he said they just they started. Oh fighting. no, they, they, they legit started scrapping. Like it was like Why? it went, it went to, like so. What caused that? Liquor, 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 and ang- <laughs> liquor and rage. Because was they, they like? Was it like it was, the game just got too serious? It got, too, it got too serious and legit. Like one of them said, "Hey, if you hit me a certain way, like wait till we switch from offense to defense. I'm gonna do the same thing to you." Flag football get crazy. I I, I was involved wrong. in a flag football fight. I didn't actually fight. Um, <laughs> uh, we we don't talk about it. It's an open case. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
But yeah, it got it got it got real reckless. I just remember the um the the MC going no 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 because I'm over here recording Bernice Burgos, Bernice Burgos looking all good and everything, mm -hmm. and then I just hear the no no, and I turn around and and then you see people jumping off off the uh the the stands, so they get in there, they start scrapping. Oh my god! The coordinator starts scrapping. I know scrapping. the cops came. Oh yeah. That's yeah. bad. It was, it was bad. It was bad. It was Did bad. they? So we need we, to go to some of his parties. That's what we need to do. <laughs> do you still have parties? Um, nah. They, like the Caucasian house. He recently, you recently had a field day. Yes. Right, field which day. You, which is now annual. So, yes. like, what sparked the field day? I was gonna go to that, but I was double booked that day. Is that day. the one with Kayla? Kayla went, mm -hmm. but it was like a big field day of people, like a, an adult field day, like yeah. kickball mm -hmm. and I was like go to, but I would, refs. I, I thought that was dope. Yeah. So, like. Talk about that. So I got a DM from one of my friends, and they sent me one from, like, down south. And it was like, yo, Dan, like, you really need to bring this, like, up here. Mm -hmm. And this was, like, this was summer 2021. So it was, like, the first year of COVID and anything. So I'm like, you know what? Like, I can actually, I can actually try something like this. Mm -hmm. So um, it was me, my friend Fran, and my friend Crystal, like, and... I was like, yo, like let's let's see what we can do here. Like, Crystal, you got the food, friend. Like, you know, you got the uh, you friend helping me help me out. <laughs> Shout out, friend with friendly. Like, for friend be friendly. Friends with friend. Shout out, friend. Like, if you don't have a friend like friend, like, what know. is a friend like friend? What does friend do? She's just friend friendly. Is me. she like the organizer? Yes. Okay. Friend for me has been always a clutch individual as a whole probably throughout my whole run majority of my run and like and as team dan andre the brand like mm -hmm. creative director um always um hooking me up with people that like is essential with modeling and mm -hmm. stuff like that like we'll connect you with different people mm -hmm. that will essentially help your brand she was the first person that was able to connect me with people that um that were um, models from my island, from Dominica. Mm. Like, so for me, that was personally like a first for me. That mm -hmm. was always gonna be dope. And the fact that um, one of them ended up being my cousin. So but you didn't know? I didn't know that was my cousin. Wow, how'd you find out that was your cousin? We had the last same last name. And then oh. we, so we both started like asking um, our family members like, yo, mm -hmm. da, 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 da. and he was like, yeah, that's probably. That's crazy. Yeah, I was like, this is my last yeah. world. But yeah. Yo, everyone needs a friend like Fran. Everybody needs a friend like Fran. Fran is friendly. She and she went to Beyonce concert recently. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, back to field day. Uh, yeah, now we're doing on the third year. We did, we introduced the slip and slide. Mm -hmm. We had vendors, more vendors, food I've vendors. I've seen the pictures with mm -hmm. the vendors. I think that's super dope, mm -hmm. too, just to bring small businesses to a place mm -hmm. where they can essentially sell their stuff, too, Absolutely. and just be a part of like that whole process of getting their stuff stuff out there so yeah and it's and it's like you want to do like more especially with the food the health i mean yeah i had hookah yeah <laughs> i had some weed but you know not everybody gonna fight play not everybody gonna do stuff people like to yeah. chill look cute and stuff so is it is it like prizes given out for like performance for, okay, um, that's for cool. the winners because okay. i would have won games. everything that's why i'm kind of glad <laughs> i didn't go i'm still athletic like, Are you? Yeah, because you was just talking about how you don't like going to the gym. We're gonna we're gonna get into that. Hold on, hold on, because Dan is also a personal trainer. I got a six pack under the flag. And we want to just just talk about the importance of working out. At mm -hmm. least for me, because I do work out. I've always worked out. She take pictures. Can and I go finish? Home. Like. <laughs> 
You know what's funny? I don't take pictures when I'm in the gym. Like, I'll take pictures of the equipment because I'm here. But, like, I look fucking crazy when I go to the gym because I kind of, like, zone in. And I'm like, I'm here to do this, this, and this and be out. Like, I'm not one of those girls that want to take pictures and look cute. Like, no. But for me, I started working out when, I want to say, when I first graduated high school. And, like, I had different people in my family, especially my grandma, who talked about the importance of working out, especially when you get older and your body starts to break down because, you know, you're in that space in life where, like, you're about 80 years old and things just don't really work properly. But if you start working out at a younger age, it, it's like a literally like a life changing thing. So you're not on a whole bunch of medication. You're not on like you don't have a walker and stuff like that. So um, shout out to Nana. I always shout her out, but I love her anyway. So. When I started working out in college, I had roommates who we went regularly. Like, we literally worked out, like, four times out the week. We did Zumba classes. And it was cool because, like, we did it together, but, like, we also wanted nice bodies. And I want to say once I got closer to 30 and things started to slow down a little bit and, like, being a woman, like, you do tend to hold pounds when yeah. you get close to your 30s. So it was even more important for me to, like, work out regularly. So for me, it's more so a lifestyle. Yeah. So can you talk about the importance of, like, why you think working out is essential? Well, similar to you, uh, I had I do it for my family. So, okay. like, I, my family has had the issues like diabetes yes, and um, high cholesterol, high blood pressure, things of that nature. So, a lot of my workouts is pretty much to kind of be influential towards my family members mm-hmm. and, like, people that are around me. Um, it did influence my mom, actually, to work out more oh, and wow. everything like that. Spreading that lose, positivity. Yeah. She did lose the weight and everything. Um, she's now actually vegan. Um so so it's been uh, a dope experience for her she mm-hmm. gives me like little um recipes to check out mm-hmm. and everything shout too. out to your mom can we get a bomb drop for his mom? Yeah, people love my mom and it's yeah. like it's 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 something else because she'd be mid-50s and loving it and then mm-hmm. it's like she a vibe like she's a vibe yeah. um, as a whole and she supports me so much like I knew she supported me when she bought a real booties matter shirt, and I was like, <sighs> I'm, "I love you, though, like, mama." Don't wear this around mama, me, but <laughs> not going, I'm not going to touch it. <laughs> it's just like, okay, I'm, I, I am mad at you. Yeah. But, um, it's, but yeah, for me, it's after a while. It's just like I always wanted to see how far I could mm-hmm. go, like how much I can push myself, um, how much strength I can build. And, and like I said, I, I mean, um, like that one uh, video said, I just like looking good booty bone naked. So it's like mm. playing ping pong in pool. Is that mm. the only motivation? <laughs> is like looking good. Well, you said it's like family stuff too. But yeah, the majority is ma- it's, it's family stuff. Yeah. But like I like like I like seeing the progress. Mm. I like seeing what how much I can lift. How, I like seeing like how how much I can do. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's powerlifting, weightlifting, weight training, or hit mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, so I have a question for y'all, and this may be what I, I don't go to the gym. No, I know <laughs> this isn't for you. This isn't for you, but it it's a little controversial. So I've been to different seminars where they say certain certain illnesses are either man made or they're reversible. Specifically, diabetes. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's one or two. The one where you don't take insulin. Mm-hmm. So I don't know which one that is. But 
Um, I've heard that depending on your diet, depending on like you working out, if you do have diabetes, that is something that you can reverse. So in my family, there are um, certain people like my grandma, my aunts, like multiple aunts that have suffered mm-hmm. from diabetes. And I have a little cousin who she has she has like ad- is it adolescent diabetes mm-hmm. where you take the insulin mm-hmm. regularly because her sugar is it like drastically drops or yeah. it drastically goes high. Like the dinosaurs. <laughs> like he's so immature it's annoying sometimes did you hear it it's giraffe <laughs> anyways i'm talking about something serious and you fucking me up so anyway um how do y'all feel about that like do you think that certain because it's also a mindset thing mm. too right in an, a lifestyle change where you're eating a certain way and you have to change that in order to get rid of your diabetes. Now, some people, they're willing to go on pills and medications, but not change their eating habits, even though it's extreme to where you have a, mm-hmm. a, a, um, a chronic e- mm-hmm. illness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a disease. So for me, it's like that's another motivation to work out because diabetes is so prevalent in my family. I'm mm-hmm. like, well... I don't think this is something that I would suffer from. Like, I don't think it's genetics just based off, like, my lifestyle. Well, you said something at the beginning you talked about is diabetes or some of these diseases man-made, right? I also think some of the addictions that we adhere to are also man-made, like fast food, because it's a reason we can't shake that. Oh, yeah. So it's like when we watch they, they Clone. additives in it. Yeah, it's like when we watch They Clone Tyrone, how the chicken had the people doing certain things. We saw what happened with Popeye's. It was yeah. definitely cracking, but that chicken. And the chicken yeah, sandwiches. It was, it was Everyone something. was making reaction videos. I did, too. It's a chicken but. salad. I'm sorry. <laughs> you did what? I made, made a, a reaction video. video. No one can see it. All my videos on YouTube were private because, like, that's not who I am anymore. We said do not disturb. That's... Mm-hmm. She must have kept calling. Okay. But um, I, I do think that that's a problem, right? Mm-hmm. Where even people that are fit, it's like McDonald's is right there. Chick-fil-A is right there. I can eat that every day. That's a huge mm-hmm. issue in a lot of gyms. A lot of gyms are always by some fast food restaurant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, because I've, I've caught myself a few times, like, mm, it's a cheap yeah, thing. Yeah, I'll go to Chick-fil-A like, if like, I'm doing like, I'll have, fast like, food. How we usually, my boy says it best, like, have a cheat meal, don't have a cheat day. Like, if you okay. limit yourself to just one thing once in a while, that's one thing. But if, you, if you're going to go to Wendy's right after your workout three, four times a day, you're kind of defeating the purpose. Right. You know, because, again, that's the excess oils and trans fats and, and the saturated fake, fats and fake all the meat. Right. I, I, blame, I blame TV. And I'm going to tell you why. You know, when we grew up, we used to watch Popeye. Popeye the Cellar Man. Didn't that come out in the 50s? It came out in the 50s. But mm-hmm. do you know what Popeye was famous for? Spinach. Spinach, right? Yes. It had everybody wanting to eat They spinach. don't have cartoons like that anymore. Exactly. No. Yeah, they but don't encourage you. Like, when we watched Rugrats, they told you not to eat broccoli. Even though broccoli's not real, by Yeah, the way. but... I kind of, I don't know if I agree 100% because I do feel like there are people who have addictive personalities mm-hmm. where like certain things, if it is fast food, if it is prescription drugs, alcohol, whatever, like any little thing, even though they have certain things within these um, substances that trigger that mm-hmm. in your brain, right? That'll yes. make you addicted. 
But for me, it's like it's a choice. Like you make that choice every day to go to a fast food place rather than cook your food or buy food from uh, the store and make it. Yes, it does take. Where does the choice come from now? The choice is you. It's, it's a personal choice. Yeah, but it's, but it's definitely personal. You do have the everyday <coughs> commercials, but exactly. TV is mm-hmm. addiction as well. Yes. Like if you're constantly sitting in front of the TV watching commercials about um, Burger King and McDonald's, mm-hmm. you're it like it programs your brain to go get that subconsciously mm-hmm. without you even knowing. And now we have these hyper interactive ads that basically take our thoughts into our phones. So the moment that we leave out of here, we're going to have Chick-fil-A and Burger King ads all through our phones. So how do you avoid that? You have to create discipline for yourself. It's that's all not about, like That's the main ish, the thing with working out. It's all about discipline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, I, it's I, a lifestyle like, change according to as the a internet. whole. <laughs> a lifestyle change as, as, as a whole is all about discipline. You got to mm-hmm. make sure that if you want to make this change for yourself, yeah, you got to let some things go. Like for, my, for myself, like... Yeah, I was lifting heavy and everything, but I still create. I'm um, injured myself, and there are certain things that I had to let go mm-hmm. in order for myself to successfully recover. So, like, yeah, I'm taking more fiber in. I'm um, I'm making sure I'm eating better. I've been caffeine free um for the past two weeks. Alcohol free. Yeah. Haven't had any fast food. So, um, and I in I visually see myself lighter. So t- tomorrow is actually my first day back at the will be my first day back at the gym. Mm-hmm. So like this is to see myself now. I'm not going back to powerlifting immediately just because like you know just getting back into the, the the thick of things, but like just to get that pump in and everything. Yeah, you said something that was. Let me get mine <laughs> off first. But Dan just said something that was super important. You said I see myself lighter. Now, that's actually something that I think over the past few months I've been doing. Like, I'm seeing my future self. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm seeing myself more disciplined with different projects within my um, life that I'm working on. I see how I want to be when I'm consistent in the gym. So, once I see who I want to be, it's like every single day I need to do what that person is doing. Mm-hmm. So, I can relate to that. Now, you said that you established discipline. Mm-hmm. When did you establish that uh, in your mind? When did I establish mm-hmm. discipline? And how? Um, hmm. I think it was like when there were days I used to just test myself, or or not even days, like months that I test myself. So like there would be a, a month where I did like nothing but vegan food. Mm-hmm. So I went straight. I went straight vegan, seeing <coughs> how that went, and then uh, there was a time that like I was strictly no red meat. For the longest for the longest time and you know it's hard because like west indian a nigga love oxtails i love oxtails but um there's no s it's oxtail y'all can't do that whatever <laughs> no i'm sorry go ahead <laughs> but um outside of that it's just been a case of just seeing how strong i could be and seeing what i could let go of and I feel like at this current moment it's probably my strongest of discipline mm-hmm. at the moment even though like I'm it's under certain circumstances but it's just gotten to a point where like I feel like I don't need it okay mm-hmm. so as somebody who lacks discipline and this mm-hmm. does not have to be simply from a, a working out perspective but a general overview what would advice would you give somebody to say hey this is how you create discipline this is where it starts the building blocks the foundation what would you say would would be that First off, I would say don't set a date, start now. 
Mm. Um, yes. Because if, if you, I was on it. If you wait, if you wait for Mark it, was on it too. Everybody wants us to do like, oh, I'm gonna start Monday. I'm gonna start mm. like, oh, let's start on a new week. I hate no. when people say that. It's 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 the worst thing to say. Yeah. Well, new Year's resolutions. Yeah, and shit like, like don't 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 new year new me. Like start start now. Start mm-hmm. tomorrow. Start like start as soon as possible. Um, start and then do it gradually. Mm-hmm. So if you feel like starting, if going when you start. When you start a, a positive habit, you're going to start, it's going to be something new, something that you're not used to. Mm-hmm. Once you develop and keep that habit, that bad habit is going to leave out and then be replaced with that good habit. So, And I think it takes how long, like 90 days to it, break it an old like, habit? Yeah, some, something like that. Yeah, so just to um, reiterate what you just said, I would agree to create discipline is like... Because I'm all about choices, right? Mm -hmm. Like I just said that. And I think every single day you have an opportunity to be a better version of yourself. So if you see yourself as this person or like, oh, I wish I could do that. I wish I can like be more fit, go to the gym. I wish I can like learn this skill. Why can't you? I think a lot of people, (laughs) when they put that in their minds and say, oh, I wish I could do that. You're so lucky or I can't do that. They're automatically setting themselves up for failure mm-hmm. because it's like, well, how about you you um, change that mind, like that thought into like, well, let me try. Like, let me do a little at a time and then like progressively do more. Mm-hmm. And that builds discipline and that builds that version of yourself that you potentially want to become, you know, in the future. And I think a lot of people think everyone is on the same level. Right, and they they see it as offensive if what Dan can do can take a week, but what I can do I got to take three months. And it's like your time is your time, your path mm-hmm. is your path. Mm-hmm. You just got to stick to it. You gotta you you just got to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're disciplined and if you're determined, you can get there. Like I know under this flab, I got these abs, and it's not going to take me that long to get it back. Right. But when you gonna start to get it back? Uh, first off, he said <laughs> gradually. <laughs> Okay. But every single day, you got to make a choice. Gradually, right? Okay. I'm going to get there. Let him, let him cook. Right? You know, he I'm could a, cook. I'm, but off, when do you want to start is what I'm saying. First off, I was going to tell you during my happy hour moment. But since you want to just, <laughs> I'm going to just, just slide it in there. Okay. I just got off a cruise. So, you know, I ain't gained an extra like 17 pounds, right? I just went on the scale. My grandfather, I told him it was 183. It was actually 223. Why Don't you lie to your grandfather? Because he he be trying to make fun of me. Talking about, oh, you got a little fat. You know? That's motivation. That's not motivation. No, that's grandparents, that's grandparents that's though, they'll tell you when you're gaining weight. My grandma does that. She's like, oh, your tummy's a little chubby. And I'm like, that I'm on a, my period. That is a Western <laughs> Yeah. But um, coming off the cruise, I told myself, unfortunately, I did set myself a date. Mm -hmm. Um, I told myself, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to eat healthy. I'm going to stop eating fast food. And I'm not going to drink. I got one of them. I haven't drank. Good job. That's progress, right? So so my apartment complex, it does have a 24-hour gym. I haven't used it yet. Yet. But you plan to? But I will. Okay. Tomorrow. All right. Or the day after that, one of them days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's going to happen. But yeah. um, I even made this this bomb soup. It was um, very, very spicy. Had you nothing cooked. but vegetables. I didn't yeah. know you could cook. Man, I was chefing it up. I should have took a picture. It was, it was fire. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I, I had nothing but, nothing but quality fire. vegetables in there. Zucchinis, uh, squashes. I had broccoli. Squash is not plural. Squash? 
It's squash. You said squashes. It's, it's not. There's two squash. Oh. It's, it's, it's but it's not squashes. <laughs> okay. My bad. We the correction police today. <laughs> yeah, you the grammar <laughs> police too. Right. Man, it's, it's I'm making stuff tail. up. Right. What <laughs> <laughs> wick? Thank you, Marvin. Bamboozled, right? Yeah, because y'all doing the most right now. You well, since, <laughs> since you started us with I our happy finish. hour moments, are you still going with yes. the soup? Okay. No, I was going with my happy hour. Go ahead. So, anyways, I, I'm I'm gonna stop eating Chick Fil A this week. Okay. Mm-hmm. I got two more days to eat it though. Okay. <laughs> um, just got off a cruise. Shout out to Virgin Voyages. Um, all adults, no kids cruise. That looks so fun from your pictures. It was, man, I just had the time of my goddamn life. Um, I, I like jumping into water and fully clothed. Sorry, I know you like to not have clothes on jumping in the water. But me, I like jumping in fully clothed, <laughs> just splashing. Remember, I almost got in a fight because I went to the pool party and was splashing. Yeah. And these niggas was, didn't want to get wet. Right. Sorry that you're at a pool party. Don't want to get wet. I hate I like, like that. I like to get wet. It's a pool party. You know? Right. Like, why Why go to a pool party? What do you mean? <laughs> like, what we was turning up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what do you mean? It was, it was a, a, a very different experience um a very tolerant cruise if i don't want to make this sound like offensive but if you don't like drag shows or a lot of gay people and different things like that this might not be they know how to party though no first off we met this group of gay people this sounds crazy but it does it's okay they were were so cool they were so cool um and we were doing like a um because we like mind games and different things like that because mm-hmm. we're we're like nerds. It was like trivia and stuff like that. And it was like six of them, and it was beating us. So we was like, ah, fuck that. We about to beat them. I cheated on one thing. They don't know that I cheated because they don't know me in real life. But they ended up like, yo, you guys are so good. It was six of us and only two of you, and you almost beat us. Um, Come on. Let's get drinks. Let's do karaoke. And they were just so cool. That's dope. Uh, very gay. <laughs> like, like, I'm talking about the one dude, he was at the drag show, and... He let the drag show. And I didn't really want to see all that. What? <laughs> Wait, so he like showed and revealed it was, it was more so what he was wearing. It was just oh, very, very like uh, revealing. Oh, revealing. But okay. it was cool because okay. it was like everybody's just being themselves, being free. A mm-hmm. lot of upside down pineapples, you know. Um, and it was just it was just a really, really freeing experience. Um, Wait, isn't upside down pineapple means swinger? <laughs> it was a lot of it. Yeah. Okay. You yeah. wouldn't understand. Oh, that's my favorite movie. You, yeah, you said a blank man. Okay, well, it sounds like you had a blast. I had a so blast. shout out to Virgin shout Voyages. Virgin I might do that for my thirtieth next year because I want to do a cruise as well, adults only. I don't know, you know, what cruise line yet, mm-hmm. but like once I figure that out, I'm just sending the invite to everybody. So I'll send it to you too, Dan. Yeah. Okay. Close on though. What? Well, tell them to keep his clothes on. Okay, so yeah, Aaron started the happy hour moment. Dan, just to let you know what that is, that's basically something that we are waiting to come to fruition or we're happy that we experienced it or something that just, we just want to share that is um, memorable. So do you have a happy hour moment? Happy hour moment. Hmm. Uh, if not, why do you think I can go? Yeah, you can go. go okay. Go so i have a few so one specifically is thank god that my grandma is doing well she's currently in rehab she's at a rehab facility in arizona so she's been there for about a week and a half now and both of my aunts have been rotating staying with her for the night um and i do want to mention though like you don't know how bad 
our healthcare in this country is until you're dealing with it personally personally and the thing specifically with nursing homes is she's in an area where she has like scheduled narcotics like medication mm-hmm. where she has to take and um they're very understaffed number one and number two i've seen firsthand where like because they have like bells and lights on like their door and the um, patient they'll click it when they need assistance so they'll click it and the shit will be dinging for like 30, 40 minutes before a nurse comes by. And I remember I was leaving my grandma's room one day and she had a, um, someone next to her. The light was like flashing for a minute and the person was literally like yelling like, help, somebody help me. And it just like really touched my heart. And I went to a nurse and I was like, hey, there's someone in that room who's like yelling for help. They need assistance. And no, like no shade for the the nurses who actually do their jobs at nursing homes, but this particular one, she was on the couch, literally a couple feet feet away or feet away from the room, and on the phone, Bitch, like just fight. like yeah. Okay. I, I went up to her. I was like, "There's a woman literally like yelling for help. So can you go assist her?" She's like, "Oh yeah, of course. Like I'm going right now." But I was like, "Damn! Thank God my grandma has like family to be there because especially when you don't have family to be there with you, they take advantage of that shit and they don't do what they're supposed to do." Mm-hmm. So shout out to the family that's actually helping out their elderly family who are in these nursing homes mm-hmm. or in the hospital, like being there and like showing the hospital that someone actually cares for this person, that goes a, a very long way. So. And that negligent treatment really contributes to diminishing health. So yeah. it's like not just are they not getting the adequate care that they're supposed to receive, but it's like that's also interaction time where a person's family might not be there and yeah. you're not being the support system. You're the only person like, who like can help them in mm-hmm. this time of need. And the section she's in, like they truly have like a scheduled time for literally pain medication so they're Mm -hmm. suffering so it was just really fucked up to see but my grandma she's in recovery thank god and she'll be out hopefully next week and um yeah like i'm very happy about that i also have a lot of other personal family stuff going on and i just want like prayers to you know something that's going on right now and uh yeah like do you want me to read a, a scripture I don't know. No, I was going to Google that. Why are you be fucking playing? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, stop it. <laughs> like, no, but no, all, in all no. honesty, in all honesty, we, we definitely love um, our families. Like, Yeah, we, love on your families, guys, because we only have one. And as dysfunctional as they may be, that's still your one family. So, yeah. Dan, do you have okay. a happy hour moment? I guess a uh, shameless plug. Uh, right now, I'm doing the We Made It campaign. Okay. So it's for breast cancer awareness, um, doing it as a limited release. Uh, I did the We Made It campaign because, you know, I feel like, especially going back to appreciating our family, my mother and my aunt were both breast cancer survivors. Wow. So, um, and I feel like if it had it not be for the support of family, um, I'll say my aunt, she has her four, four kids and gaggle of nieces and nephews and then my mom she has me my sister mm-hmm. and my dad um pretty much helping her and pretty much um supported her i feel like we did it we made it as um warriors we made it as survivors and made it as a family mm-hmm. so um all um the proceeds are going to go towards living beyond breast cancer which is a nonprofit organization mm-hmm. 
and uh, I just feel like once my mom bought it and my aunt bought pieces, like it kind of really touched my heart because just at the end of the day, I just like I do it for them. I don't do this for me. Yeah. And stuff like that. Um, and a couple years ago, I did one, another one. It was because said just protect her and her homegirls. Uh-huh. So. Aww. Well, you got our support. Yeah. Send us the link. Like, send us the link. We'll put all of that in the description, guys, if you do want to mm-hmm. donate. And we, we all know cancer survivors. My grandfather is a cancer survivor. Mm-hmm. So that resonates with us. And it's not just cancer. It's all diseases. Any right. way that we can support our family, mm-hmm. our loved ones, um, we're going to do what we got to do. Because yes. support is free, yes. even if it costs us a little bit. You know, let's look out for each other. Yes, but this was fun. Like, we're coming to an end. So, thank you, Dan, for joining us today. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, shout out to you. And, um, guys, if you do want to join this middle seat, go ahead, go ahead. You want me to do uh, it? Yeah, I'm, I'm chiming after you get there. Okay. Guys, if you want to join this middle seat or, you know, like ask for advice, you can hit our Gmail at woawpod at gmail.com. And and Dan is, is a dope supporter of our Instagram where we were able to connect and communicate. Um, he's a supporter of ours. We appreciate him so much for that, <laughs> right? Um, that's what we love to do to interact with each and every one of y'all. So make sure y'all like, subscribe, share, do all that good stuff so y'all can join this seat too. You know, we, we, love, we love interacting with the people who interact with us it's a comfy yeah. seat it's nice and comfy is it? yeah marvin it's he got new chairs you know he got new chairs Did he? yeah he got them no, from bloomingdale why are you be lying on marvin ask him <laughs> he said no <laughs> with that being said oh god with that being said said guys we outside and we out <laughs>